Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 100 and, oh, 140, 140. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie, and we have Jason, oh god, I already forgot it, Groose on, uh, Groose. Jason Groose on the podcast with us. We actually met him, he's a pretty big name out, uh, I don't know, wherever, wherever out in the exactly flatlands. you are. Yeah, out in the flatlands. Um, it, ain't actually... flat, it ain't that big of a name. <laughs> uh, big enough to uh for me i've definitely heard your name thrown around a few times on facebook and throughout just various other things for long before i met you um and then me and luke were actually when we were at s'more we met you at copperhead and maybe a few other places um just floating around definitely heard you bouncing around <laughs> yes <laughs> so how do we want to start this? How'd you get into wheeling? Well, it was, mm, I was a freshman, sophomore in high school, so 14, 15 years old. And my dad came home with a Cherokee, so it kind of snowballed from there. I got into it with him, and he went out and bought a second Cherokee, and it pretty well snowballed from there. Built three <laughs> Cherokees before getting the rig I got now. So, so three is the, uh, how many have you built, Luke? Or technically the ZJ? Three, if we're counting the ZJ. Okay. I don't know if the ZJ really counts, because it was kind of just a nightmare, but you might uh, have to count my ZJ. <laughs> <laughs> it was built, I mean, like, it was a nightmare, but it wasn't a nightmare of my own creation. Um, yeah, don't farm out your work to other people that you don't trust. Or that you trust, but shouldn't have it, if that makes sense. Sorry, I didn't mean to strike a nerve there. Um, uh, no, it's fine. So, your first three rigs then, if they're, they're all Cherokees, was it, was it just a matter of replacing, you were just, to what extent did you build those things to, right? Obviously, well, like the first Cherokee was bought naturally, it already had a lift kit and tires on it, but it was an old mud mm-hmm. test rig. And it was a Renix Cherokee on top of it. So it had it, it had its own problems. Wiring, gutless, destroyed. It just had a whole lot of issues. So at some point or another, while I was still in high school, bought a stock Cherokee and transferred everything over to it. And this is back. We were wheeling moonlight a lot, cutting our own trails out there. And the trails were so tight. I mean... We're talking, you're rubbing up against trees to fit between trails. Mm-hmm. And you guys all wheel Cherokees. I don't know how many times you guys have bent the drip rail down, smashing mm-hmm. the door oh, shut, yeah. and then you can't get out. So <laughs> what we did is weld the box tube to the roof on the drip rail so you could go around and lean up against a tree, not cave the roof in, not smash the windows out of it. And it worked as like tree sliders. You get up on the side hill, you can just drive down the trees and not tear anything up. <laughs> that sounds hideous. That's definitely what I use my uh my Oh it, it was Mad Max it was it was Mad Max looking for sure. <laughs> the, Jeep got, the Jeep got the name Mad Max in the local Jeep Club. <laughs> and as you can imagine, putting all that pressure on the roof and everything all those years, it pretty well destroyed that one too. Yeah. And then you grabbed so, a third. Then I grabbed a third got... stock one. And that one was a whole nother thing because that was supposed to be, okay, I'm going to do this one right. 
and this ain't going to happen again. So I hate white vehicles and I hate tan interior. So I got all my buddies looking for me. Like, hey, I want a stock Cherokee. Got to be rust free. I don't care if it runs. I don't care about any of it. Just rust free. Cannot be white and cannot be tan. Well, a buddy of mine found the perfect candidate other than it was white with tan interior. So I went oh, and bought no. it. Oh, <laughs> no. This, this sounds like a recipe for disaster. You don't buy the one you don't want. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not only did I buy it once, I bought it back a second time here about oh, three months ago. He didn't learn. <laughs> I did not learn. But it got <laughs> stiff. It got stiff in front to rear. I built a legit hybrid cage, and out of round tube this time. Dom three length, and eventually got four length in the rear on the stock axles. So built it up as much as I could, and got to the point where I was breaking RCVs in it in every trip. So it was time Damn. to move on. Yep. Some would call that foreshadowing, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. Um. So you got that right. Now, you're most known for that YJ, right? How long have you had that YJ, and how did you come across that? What happened there? So, I had my Cherokee for sale or trade on Marketplace, and a couple deals tried going through, and they didn't end up happening. I ended up having a, which I guess I can tell this full story, because you ain't going to be able to hear it. But anyways, had a guy message me, on marketplace with my yj asking if he wanted to trade he wanted something a little bit more suited for his family which there is more room in a cherokee than there is in a yj the yj had a set of they were an old school j20 axles so they were 44 front and rear the front was leaf sprung the rear was four length but it was just on coil springs with Hmm. probably the ugliest jeep cage you'll ever see beat up whoever cut the comp cut on the rear it was just awful every bit was awful but i knew it had potential and i knew i was maxed out on the cherokee so he came down one night he gets out of the truck to introduce himself he starts waving his arms and doing hand signals well he was deaf oh he did not mention that before he showed up oh no I got it. It was I probably got it four or five years ago, but it was from a deaf guy. And this thing had the worst exhaust leak and belt squeal you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> you didn't know it was there. I <laughs> just didn't give a shit. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't hear it. That's so funny. Kind of fucked and up. It, Super funny. Oh yeah, it it messed up, but it's definitely funny. So, so okay, um, and now at this point, did you start building that YJ, or, and that's your current YJ, or how how'd that work out? That, well, it depends what you consider my current YJ. It is <laughs> what do you consider? It is the same Jeep. There just ain't much left of it. <laughs> so I wheeled it a handful of times. It had a major electrical gremlin that I chased for a long time, made several trips to the local off-road park. It had a four-liter with a five-speed in it. And I'm sure all you guys own an XJ's, the crank sensor, you know how them three wires are kind of melted together with the rubber? Yep. Mouse had gotten in there and chewed off every bit of wiring or every bit of coating off of those three wires on the entire lead of the sensor. It runs up to the intake. 
So you get up on just the right hill, you get up on the right hill, and it'd start cutting out, popping, backfiring, not starting. You get oh. down on the flat, run perfectly fine. That's so. That sounds incredibly misleading. <laughs> oh, it was it was a rough one to find. Yeah. But once I once I found that, went down to flat nasty, and I don't know if any of you been down there before. There's the three bears. I was on Papa Bear. Soon as we got there, before we even made it there, so it, the front end had chrome mollies with super joints. First trail, it spit a cap out of the super joint, and I didn't want to go home just yet. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to see how long it'll run. Wheeling with a U-joint that's missing one cap. Oh, no. That's never we a get good over, start. We get over to Papa Bear, and I believe it was the driver's front. Got up on there, driver's front quit pulling. It's like, well, there goes that shaft. Didn't even look at it. Drove back to the trailer, loaded up, went home. Got home, noticed the shaft wasn't broke. Blew the Detroit up. Oof. What? So, you know what? Yeah. That is the second person that I've heard blow up a 44 low pinion Detroit, because I did the same thing in my early Bronco axle. Yeah, the Detroits I haven't been real impressed with, to be honest. Not yeah, I'm not a huge fan of at least Don't the 44 let mine one. Hear it. Don't let mine hear that. It's been going <laughs> fine. It's been perfectly good. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I've had... Give it time. Uh, I've seen them... <laughs> wait. Thanks. <laughs> Very I've seen hopeful. them do okay in 14 bolts. I'll say that. Well, the 14 bolts is a totally different design. It's not a full case. So the yeah, problem it's... with the full case, the full case Detroits are they flex. A fourteen bolt Detroit goes inside the factory carrier, and I've seen those take some beatdowns. Interesting. Okay, well, mine's a full case ten five. Uh, it hasn't blown up yet, and I haven't In... been nice to it. So <laughs> no, you've been the polar opposite of nice to it. Um, yeah. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, but I definitely uh, have heard some horror stories of shafts blowing in those things and them just exploding and getting taken out. That's, so That's normally what happens. The shaft breaks and the locker suffers collateral damage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you've got that 44 that's blown up. Is that when uh, the first rebuild happened? What rebuild are we up to yeah. now? Uh, I don't think I can count. I really don't. But yeah, so that's when the first rebuild happened. And prior to me getting the YJ, I was planning on building a Comanche. So I already had a set of 05 Super Duty sitting here, the Sterling and the, the Sterling and the 60. So as soon as that 44 went, I started stripping the 60, which everyone knows how much fun that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was a that was a that was a pretty simple build. Like I said, the rear was already four-linked, so I kept all that stuff the same. <laughs> Just put brackets on the axle, did coilovers front and rear, and then I three-linked the front of it. Just on a set of ugly non-beadlock aluminum wheels and set of 40-inch swampers. DOT, nothing crazy. That's still a sweet build, though. That sounds like it'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, you know... <clears throat> I didn't go far with it. It was a moonlight trip every couple of weekends, but I had a lot of fun that summer and that rig. There's, It was a lot of fun with the 4-liter, to say the least. 
You couldn't really hurt it, could you? No, and what I actually found out, because later down the road I put an Atlas in it, and I found out you could sidestep the clutch at any RPM in third gear, and it had just enough clutch slip, it wouldn't tear nothing up. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... I've learned that my Jeep likes second gear for doing that, but it definitely can tear some shit up. I broke oh, fucking... Oh, it can. Um, I broke the inner and outers at uh, S'more on opposite sides. So the outer on the passenger side is cracked, and the inner shaft on the driver's side is cracked. Like... I was one good clutch dump away from sending both shafts to God. <laughs> yeah, we've all we've all been there. I'm impressed that you found it though. I figured you would have found it when it was snapped and you were on sitting on the side of the trail. Nah, I'm at the point right now where um when I got back from S'more I did a really good look over the rig and I knew that it was going to be getting uh new unit or new U joints at the very least. And now it's getting chromos on the outers for one set of shafts, just to get me through Good Evening Ranch on the stickies. I didn't do that. And now we're fucked. Of course you didn't, Graham. You wait until the last fucking No. He needs to swap out a motor, so be a little bit understanding, okay, Mr. Richie? There's a couple things, but that's one of them. Uh. (laughs) All right. We'll cover that in a little bit. Can we get back to... uh, Yes, yes. How we end up going from that 4-liter to uh, being able to hear it across the park. Well, you're kind of skipping a phase in the build there, because I don't don't know how many of you have seen it, but I kind of took a tumble off a copperhead. I guess that was, I was was on year two of the build at that point, and took a tumble off a copperhead, which destroyed the tub. And that was when it got front half and back half, and at that point, it still had the four liter in it. Yeah, that was a pretty nasty looking roll. It wasn't. It wasn't a shortfall. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, well, it looked way worse than it actually was because we actually landed on a tree and ended up taking down about a foot and a half diameter tree, and I think that mm-hmm. kind of broke our fall. Yeah, I yeah. saw that in the video. I'm I'm actually excited that nobody got hurt when you hit that tree because well, like them pieces came down quick. Every, well, and that's where everybody was sitting. You know, that was just to the right of Copperhead, and that's where everybody stands and watch. Yep. Oh, so shit. we actually got really lucky that one, I couldn't save it because I'd have came off there with a lot of speed. Didn't think about that as I was rolling off of it. And then two, luckily no one got hit or hurt because it could have been very bad. Yeah, that'd suck. It kind of reminds me when you hit that tree, Graham. Granted, you weren't upside down when you hit it, so at least he has an excuse why the tree on, almost killed just people. Landed on the roof. What are you talking? What tree almost killed you? Uh, dude, I was right behind you. This shit went flying past me. It was more than just the piece that hit the roof. Oh, uh, I mean, it splintered Wait, off. Cody, what tree? Because at your house. A of... oh, at yeah. your house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, again, he's hit a lot of the trees at my house. That's a the fair one point. I, I ran straight into and knocked like a five foot chunk of it off, and then it fell on the roof and <laughs> shattered. But um, yeah, okay, kidding about those rims being horrendous. <laughs> Are you looking through pictures? I am. Yes. 
Yeah, they, they were pretty bad looking, but they were free, so that's why they ended up on there. Free is definitely not a downside. <laughs> Looks come second. Well, and what the funny thing was, so they actually stayed on there until I don't know. I'm sure you guys have heard of the Outlaw Off Road Racing Series. Yeah, no, yes, sure. that's more like so, a southern and like middle of the uh, country thing, right? Yeah, it's a rock bouncer series, is what it is. So that first year that they ran that series, at each event they had a tent set up and they were selling raffle tickets for a set of stickies. Is what they were doing. It was five tickets for twenty bucks. So they were at Flat Nasty, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'll spend 20 bucks." Well, that was June or July, and I was at S'more in October whenever they had their final race, and at the finals is where they drew for them. And I get a phone call on Facebook Messenger from somebody I don't even know saying that I had won the tires. Wow, so you and Curtis got the waffle tires. Damn. Well, they weren't a waffle tire. They weren't a waffle tire. It was like a legit raffle type deal it wasn't a facebook page it was something they did at the events it'd well, be like buying a raffle ticket for anything there was yeah, a legit ticket in your hand yeah it was charity just a joke. Tires. yeah charity so that's pretty cool though so what size were they they were 43 sx sticky fuck yeah that's awesome can't beat that man holy and then at that point i had to buy a set of bead locks because i couldn't bring myself to put those tires on those ugly ass wheels <laughs> that's great I like, I like those trail readies it was sitting on those were a different look but the visions it's on now are like sexy as fuck too well it actually has KMC's on it now which is the second set of KMC's sorry sorry my set, bad you read the KMC's the first set was a set of KMC's that I liked and it wasn't but two weeks after I bought them they came out with those KMC grenade curls, and I just had to have a set of them. So, so when you did the wheels, when you did the front half and the back half, that's when you went and did the LS. No, it was still a four liter at that point, and so I rolled off Copperhead the end of September. It was like last weekend in September, I believe it was. I got back home. I had to finish a cage on a CJ I was working on. And at the end of October, there was a ride at Flat Nasty that they do every year called the 15-Hour Nightmare. So I had three weeks. I did the tub swap. I swapped on a CJ7 tub. I front-halved it and back-halved it all in a three-week period. Man, I'm just lazy. I'm getting there. I I couldn't do that anymore. (laughs) so then what was the final straw that made you go for the ls you know it was buddy's fault (laughs) buddy i wheeled buddy i wheeled with all the time i had a tj with a four liter in it he calls me one day and goes hey i just bought a six liter for my jeep so i couldn't let him be the only one with v8 (laughs) that's 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 a fair uh reason to get one um, if Luke were to go out and get an LS and put it in his Jeep, I'd have to put one in mine. <laughs> I got the reds. He went and grabbed the stickies. <laughs> yeah, our arms race is going to keep going. 
<laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> Although, it's what keeps the keeps the rigs interesting, right? You got to yeah. be one and up, one upping your buddy at every corner. Well, I've said for years, you got to have the you got to have a similar rig to your friends. That's what keeps it fun. Because yep. if one person makes an obstacle and the next person don't, if it's the same rig, you get to give them a hell of a lot of crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens all the fucking time. That was the entire s'more trip for us, was just yep. bashing each <laughs> other. It never stopped. Or like when mine broke and I was just following you around, like, I'd do that if I had mine and it wasn't broken. <laughs> yep. And then <laughs> you get yours back together and you fucking can't do it. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we, went uh, back and forth. we went back and forth oh yeah it definitely went back and forth so is your LS the original LS that went in it or did it, it is, do it the is LS not. thing it did the LS a, thing well it didn't blow up oh never I mind five, I, I put a 5.3 in it put a cam in it and Jeez, that's a problem you touched it if you had left it stock, I bet you'd still be running. No, 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 no. No, it's actually still—it's actually still running. I don't know. Oh. I mean, have you seen the rig I'm working on now? The full tube chassis, the green one. That actually has the five three that came out of my Jeep in it. Okay. Oh, this. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Ba- basically, what happened is I felt the need for more power. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason the five three came out is I wanted more power. So What'd you end up putting gonna, in? Uh, sorry. What'd you say? What did you end up putting in? Uh, I ended up putting a six liter in it. Uh, LQ4. Did a little bit of work to it. Cam what heads, you? that kind of thing? Yeah. I. Uh, well, dive uh, right in. Tell us what you did. Put a BTR truck Norris cam in it. A set of 243 heads, which they flow a little bit better, but have a smaller chamber in them so that up the compression did a little bit of porting on them change valve springs lifters basically went through the whole upper end bump compression up what's it sitting at for compression now Ah, i mean hasn't been physically checked but talking to other people with similar builds and what it was it realistically probably about 11 just a fuzz over so you're not running that. You're not running that on eighty-seven. No, I got to run ninety-three in it. That's fair. How um how thirsty is it? Well, it depends on what you're doing. Naturally, believe it or not, what burns more fuel than anything is say you're at S'more and everything keeps breaking down. You got to make a thousand trips up and down Ranch Road. It'll mm-hmm. flat drink the gas running up and down Ranch Road. But if all you're doing is trail riding, beating on a hill occasionally, it's got a 10-gallon fuel cell in it. And I can ride all day on a 10 gallon, ten gallons of fuel. You might have to put some in it for the night ride, depending on how late you're going to go out and ride, as well as what you did the day prior. That's fucking impressive. I would never in a million years have guessed that. Yeah, it yeah. really ain't too bad. What did the LQ4s come out of, actually? I'm trying to remember. Because wasn't the LTs and the LQs, aren't those, like, they're both six liters, but they came out of, like, one came out of a truck, one came out of a car or something, right? Well, no, the, the LSs come out of the car. They're aluminum blocked. The mm-hmm. LQs 
that was 2000 through 2006 Gen 3 L Gen 3 truck motors, but you had an LQ4 and an LQ9. The fours mm. are the lower horsepower, and the nines are the higher horsepower. The only difference in the nine is they had flat top pistons, which equal more compression. They were 345 horsepower stock versus 330 or whatever the numbers are. I don't know offhand. But the LQ9s commonly came in like the Escalades and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Um, now tell me more about that cam. That was a BTR, you said? Yeah, it's a BTR truck Norris cam. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at a E303 at the moment, but, you know, we're not there yet. Yeah, I have um, no idea anything about cam specs. All I know is my 5.3, I put a stage 2 cam in, and it wasn't lopy enough for me, so I went bigger. <laughs> That's all I was worried about. It had to sound cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going the opposite. I'm trying to... Uh in the future, make sure that the parts pile can run on 87. So, we'll get tough. there. It gets tough when you start changing things around. You can do oh. it, don't get me wrong, but it's it, it's hard to keep yourself out of the, the race gas um, I mean, premium I'm gas area once you start the changing cam things isn't, around. The cam isn't so much the deciding factor of that, it's the compression. Yeah. Yeah, so like if yeah. you're just running the stock, but if you're just motor, if you're changing the cam, the right? And then that's the issue that I'm running in, into building the stokers. I'm like, well, if I'm going to put this in, I got to, I should do that as well. I'm spending the money, and then you end up it's with a some snowball that, effect. Yeah, it's bad. So I am lucky in regards to that because I have more self control. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at just throwing the 303 cam and. And then uh, the appropriate push rods and springs. I'm not tr and I might do the head gaskets. I probably should do the head gaskets when it's open or like when I'm doing the cam and everything. But I'm trying to keep everything on that motor like as boring as I fucking can because I'm going to be content with my 300 horsepower. Like, or it's not that I'm not. Or it's not that I'm going to be content with it, but it's that I know if I start pushing for more power in the next phase, that one, it's going to get more expensive, two, it's going to break more shit, and three, it's going to cost fucking downtime while I'm out wheeling. It's a lot harder with 300 horsepower to send a 60 to God or a 14 bolt to God or a 10.5 to God than having 500 horsepower instantly on tap. Well, you say that, but I blew my 10.5 up a bunch of times with the 4 liter, and that's why it's no longer in the Jeep. I, I think then, in that case, I've just got a happy-go-lucky 10.5 uh, because my 10.5 has not given a... Fuck. Like, yeah, not, don't, just don't open there it. Was, don't get it. There, there was reasons that mine was messed up and it was breaking, but it was all, I don't know if you want to call it user error or dumbass, but it was messed up, to say the least. <laughs> well, once you blow, we were actually, I forget where we were talking about this, but once you blow, blow a gear set out of an axle heavily, like, the housing's just not the same, right? You can put another gear set in it. It might last you a while, but It'll go again. It, it it's 
once you once you break <laughs> break it for the first time, I've never had much luck with repeated gear sets in them. Occasionally I've, you can get lucky, but it's still it's now now it's it's flexed or it's tweaked or overly. I think, well, sorry, go ahead. The main thing is whenever you trash a ring gear, it fills that thing up with so many metal shavings. Mm. You gotta get that thing clean, and it's tough to do because the inside of the housing is porous, and it holds a lot more metal shavings than you think it would. That's a good point. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And the other thing, I've seen axles come back from having the gear set go and have it only be dental work. What I've never seen an axle come back from is like where chunks of the ring gear are gone and i mean not like just the teeth but like where you've either broken a ring gear really fucking severely like the bolts walked out and it just destroyed itself or if you destroy the carrier if you destroy the carrier they generally aren't happy after that well in the case of mine the thing got filled full of creek gravel and it locked the pinion bearings up and it spun the bearing in the housing and the race for the pinion bearings never sat true again, so the pinion would walk under uh, load. <laughs> That'll do it. That's yep. why it was eating itself alive. Yep, that'll do it. Um I just gotta ask how? <laughs> uh well there was two open holes on the housing. One where the vent tube goes, and two where the um, ABS sensor is on the top of the pumpkin. That was not in there. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You I don't know how to keep the, the sensor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the problem was I built my own truss for it and it went right over the top of it and the ends of my truss were open. So, oh, so it was just kind of a full. Yeah, you couldn't see the hole there. It never yep. even crossed my mind until later I pulled the diff cover off. And I'm like, how in the hell did this thing get full of rock? <laughs> <laughs> it gets the best best of us. Uh, I'd be lying. The, that breather tube on mine has just got a bolt in it. No RTV or anything. It's just it's just a loading. It's not even a bolt. It's a screw. <laughs> so, uh, hey, if it works, it works. Kind of works. I do have the ABS sensor or whatever the the speed sensor in the top. It's a little melting yeah, there. I would I wouldn't have taken it out had the truss not been in the way for it. <laughs> so if you're going to take that out, plate it over. Got it. Yeah, w- weld it up. Do something. Just don't leave it open. <laughs> my Starling's been like. Don't get me wrong. I'm bringing spare shafts with me to good evening, and I might swap them before I go riding. Um, well, I shouldn't say I am. Billy's bringing me a set of spare shafts, and I might pop mine out, because I know I've got bent shafts on both sides. I have another set of shafts, too, if you need them. I was looking uh, at today. Yeah. Are, do they yesterday. have good seals on them? Uh, Next time you pull them out, just take a look at the seals. If they, they don't, don't have, I'll pick it's up just seal. a shaft. There's no. Are you talking about ten five shafts or? Yeah, ten fives. Oh no, sorry, I don't have those. Oh yeah, no sixty. Oh, okay. are you talking about the O ring? Yeah, they've got that little O ring on the outside. Yep. Pick um, it up for five bucks. Yeah, that, that's. I was saying, like, let me know, but you don't have 
sterling shafts, so yeah, it's a moot point. Um, <laughs> Billy's bringing down a set of spare sterling shafts, so I'm probably just going to throw those in there because I'm going to guess that they're not bent. Um, how I'm, are you bending? How'd you bend them? Is the housing uh, straight? Housing straight. Well, then how uh, are you bending it's the just shaft? twisting the splines. Oh, 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 I thought you meant like bananaing them. I was like, no, no, they're not like bananaing, but like I meant that they're bent at the end, like torsionally. Um, I haven't, I haven't pulled mine out in a long time. I don't want to look at them. Yeah, I you mean, it's going to be. A, <laughs> <laughs> I made the mistake of pulling one out and looking at no. it. Going. Huh? That's got like ten degrees of bend in it. Huh. <laughs> it's a shame that I can't put it in the other side because they're not fucking even lengths. So, <laughs> if they were even lengths, you know, just swap them around, pop them in. Other way, shit's meh. Cut it's, it, uh, it'll be fine. The, the last to... time I opened my 10.5 was like two years ago, and I wasn't happy, but I didn't do anything about it, and it hasn't blown up yet. It, we're just we're just letting it do its thing. I can't do anything about it anyways, because that gear set is, the pinion nut is like fused on, uh, because it's a long story, but there was a yeah. botched gear set in it, uh, with a guy, the I didn't do that gear set. Uh, I brought it back to the guy who did, and he proceeded to destroy the, the threads on the pinion. So if it comes off, it's probably not going back on, so it's just going to get run till it blows up. Um, Time for the 14 and bolt. And in his defense, it's lasted five years or longer. It's been a long-ass time, so... Uh, can't really complain, but uh, when it goes, it's just done. I'm not putting any any effort into attempting to fix it if it's uh, close to death. <laughs> so what's the, what's the plans with the uh, with the YJ? Is it kind of at its end point, or do you got anything coming up that you're excited for with it? Um, one, get it to quit breaking, and <laughs> two, uh, it's going to get a new cage and a full custom dash in it, going to ditch the factory dash. Ooh. Do you think the breaking parts has to do with your heavy right foot at all? Any any small part? Um, my dad seems to think so, but <laughs> that sounds like a at smart a certain guy. point. No, at a certain point, no. Um, in the case of the RCVs, the last one I broke had three trails. It's more, and it broke the first trail out of moonlight, so it had a total of four trails on it. And I pulled the um, pulled the passengers well the passenger side's what's broke. I pulled the driver's side out that was not broke but was re replaced at the exact same time, so it had the same four trails on it. And the amount of wear that is on the inside of that CV, I don't feel is right for the amount of runtime that's on them. And I wasn't that crazy hard on it on those two trips. So at a point, yes, I think it's a heavy foot problem, but also at the same time. Oh, RCV, what the fuck? Yeah, six of them. Six of them in eight months. Damn. Something's going on there, then, huh? Now, you, you know, yep. change of the dash out, does that have anything to do with the... I think it's in the green buggy you're working on. Uh, the dash you have yeah. in that is absolutely insane. Yeah, that it's so cool. is exactly why mine's being changed, <laughs> because that's way cooler. <laughs> 
I have the ability to build something like that, so I might as well. Yep, yep. One thing I will say I really liked about the green buggy is I I obviously am not like there looking at it, but just going through the pictures of it, I'm not seeing any like nasty wiring and the dash looks fucking sweet how it's done. So like if it in its finished form looks like that, that's going to be fucking killer. It's not it can't look any worse. You're looking at a half done fab project. They never look good until they're done. Not never, but they don't look nearly cool. as good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. Say, they, they always look better completed, right? You, when you're halfway through the process, you can't always see what the what the final product is. Yo, so that doubler linkage you built looks fucking killer. By the way, um, that is that's a really nifty way to do that. Are you worried about that flexing at all and having issues? Hmm. I don't think so, but time will tell. Yeah, time will always tell. Um, no. Sorry, go ahead. Is is Are you building the green one for yourself, or is that for somebody else? No, it's for a buddy of mine. I uh, I can't afford anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> At least you get to play with his toys. Yeah, it was, um basically took the project on just to see if I could. Just to gotcha. see if I could do it. So what are oh. the specs on that green buggy? Because we've referenced it a couple of times here, but... Um, well, like I said, it's got my old 5.3 in it. It's got an F1 Pro Charger, which is a pretty good-sized Pro Charger. Turbo 350, North Northwest Fab EcoBox, Ford 205, and then it's got a pair of 14 bolts with 40 spline big bell rcvs that are direct spline into the hubs that sounds like what you need at this fucking point yeah i know that's kind of what i'm looking in towards so i have a question for you you said you've got no five plus right yep why yep. didn't you try out the 1550 um stuff instead and went to the rcvs you talking about the stock spicer stuff uh, well, there's like a couple of companies. Chromoly, Chromoly, fifteen fifty stuff. Well, I always ran RCVs in my Cherokee, and have you ever ran a set of RCVs? No, I've I've always been too poor. So once you run a set of RCVs and you're flat to the floor at full lock and it's smooth as can be with no wheel hop, no axle shaft bind, no nothing, that answers your question. Okay. They're just the smoothness of them. On top of you get into the you get into the fifteen fifties with the chrome molly branded joints or CTM or super joint, whatever brand of joint you buy that's a billet joint, they don't have needle bearings in them. It's just riding on steel. So you gotta grease those every eight hours. So every day every day of wheeling you gotta grease. Oh, them. that's obnoxious. I thought they would have had like There's, a brass race. Uh, the, um, I don't remember who had that back in the day. I'm wanting to say maybe it was Ox or maybe it was CTM. I don't, there was a company that had those back in the day, but they're not designed that way no more. Yeah. But um, there's four grease, there's four grease fittings on each U joint cause they're not cross drilled. So you got to grease each individual cap every uh, eight hours. What? That is terrible. So yeah. You're that kinda was kind of why I didn't. I didn't want to go that route. 
you know what? So, like, listening to that and being a tool and die maker, you're making me just want to go out, buy some oil impregnated bronze, and, like, uh, just go and make my own. Uh, and Or my own, like, needle-bearing replacement and run that in place of the needle bearings on a spicer joint and see how well that holds up, just out of the sheer curiosity factor. But also, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways to do everything. I also kind of want to try a set of RCVs, but kind of don't because they're fucking for my axle. They're like twenty five hundred bucks. What axle they, you got? I've got a ninety nine to 04. Oh yeah, yep. So yeah, they're twenty eight hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, on, if you're performance. But if it's something you're breaking a lot, uh, they replace them for free, right? Is that like uh, you, you've, bro- yeah. you've blown up six of them? So, I mean, if they're just going to keep replacing them, then, you know, that's money well spent. I mean, if, you're, if you break six shafts of any other kind, I mean, you're probably out half the money for that. And, I mean, I'm just like thinking about what the cost of my shafts are and, you know, the, and they do they do keep replacing them, so I can't complain about that. But yeah. there's the fact that you got to go back to camp, throw a stock shaft in it, and then wheel with the thought in mind that okay, I'm running on a stock shaft. Yep. If you can't crawl it, don't beat on it. That's also true, unless you buy two sets, which is ridiculous. Uh. <laughs> well, I actually do bring two full sets of spares with me whenever I wheel. But I'd rather not have to go through them. Yeah, I just meant two sets of RCVs, so then you could wheel. Oh yeah. Times, but if you break one, I feel like your mentality is kind of. <laughs> you might, even then, right? I don't know. Never run them, so it's hard to say. Yeah, it'd just be nice to quit breaking them. <laughs> Wonder if you cryo treated them, if it would matter. Are you splitting them at the or at the CV? Like joint of it, or actually I'm, the shafts themselves. I'm I'm blow I'm blowing the joint up. Oh fuck! The shafts okay. aren't breaking. And whenever I originally bought them, I naturally broke, so I bought forty three forty, and since then paid the upgrade price, and now they're three hundred M, and they're still breaking. What the fuck is three hundred M? That is some fancy boy powdered metal sh- bullshit. Interesting. It's that just a different different treat. Different treatment process, different metal. It's stronger than chrome molly. Damn, that's fucking cool. So breaks. I <laughs> I think I'm probably going to end up just going with the East Coast Gear Supply setup because they warranty it out pretty well. If you get their forty three forty joints, um, they have their lifetime warranty, so that's not terrible to me at least. So. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm just kind of amazed that you're doing that level of carnage because that's like supposed to be a rock bouncer rated axle shaft. Well, you get into the 40 spline big bells. They're just so much bigger. The small bells on the 60 stuff, it's still a weak link. Mm. So you're running the the smaller ones in the 05, but you could potentially yes. run a larger one? Okay. I could potentially, but that's another four grand. 
Yeah. And it, I mean, I got the normal RCV shaft has got to be rated for a 42, right? You're running 42, 43, I think. Uh, I think it's rated up to a 45 or something like that. Oh, I'm running yeah. a 43. Yeah. So I'm I'm well within what they warranty Shouldn't them up to, to, but. Do they know your phone number? Like when they just see it at this point, they already like have one on the back shelf and they just go grab it and put it in a box. Uh, at this point, no, not yet, which is surprising because if you include the RCVs I broke on my Cherokee, because I had RCVs in the 30, it's probably 10 or 12 warranty claims. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's spread over since I was in high school. So yeah, fair. And we're talking nine years or so. Yeah, I, don't know, I, still, feel, I still sorry. Feel like go ahead. Of, I just feel like it's not worth to put RCVs in a thirty. Like the stock shafts are just so cheap to get and easy to get. Like it's so easy to swap. Oh no, out. It, it it's well worth it. Really? Yep. Huh. Because you'd be surprised you what a you'd be surprised what a thirty takes. As well as I don't know if you've ever broken an axle shaft and had and had it push the ball joints out and you lose your knuckle and tire. I have witnessed it. I have luckily never ever had to deal with that personally. Well, with the RCV that doesn't happen. I've had to deal with that personally one time. It sucks. Mm -hmm. oh. I guess that's a good benefit. You're running slugs, aren't you? Yes. Okay. I was just wondering if you think that the um, like a lockout would end up saving that somewhat. But then again, you've got enough horsepower, and I've seen you drive. You like to use it. I don't know how well that hub would hold up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't had... Actually, I can tell you whenever I put the slugs in it. Whenever I got my first set of stickies, which... Before I won that set, I bought a bald, bald, like, you know, like when you see reds for sale on Marketplace that the cords are showing and they're 2500 bucks. Yeah. I bought, a set of, I bought a set of 43 sticky swampers in that same condition, and that was whenever I put the slugs in it. So do the 43s, when they're bald, hook really well, like the reds oh, do? Oh, it's, it's amazing. It's truly amazing, unless it's muddy. If it's muddy, I don't care how sticky your tire is. You need you need traction. Mm -hmm. You need yeah. lungs. But if you're on dry rocks, the more bald your sticky swamper is, the more traction you're going to get. Because as you get down to the carcass, you're getting more contact patch on the rocks. Yeah, that was yeah. my thought. Um, now, I know we were shit-talking Mickey's before, but um, that might have been off the podcast. I can't remember at this point. Either way, um, I'm super excited to see what happens when I get those Baja bosses down to about half tread. I think they're going to start really hooking a lot better. And it's not even so much half tread. It's whenever the lugs start feathering in, so you don't have a sharp edge on the front. As the lugs start rounding over, that's when you'll really start noticing them hooking up more and more. So it's like, what, 75% of the cheat code is unlocked, and then as they feather over, you get that full 100% you know, cheat code? Yep, and if you're feeling really crazy, fill your front tires full of water. There you go. 
I am not feeling really crazy because I'm not running beadlocks, and I also have a 99-04 running stock inner shafts at this point. Um, yeah, you'll be fine. What's the worst that happened? You break it? <laughs> well, I'm lazy, so yeah, that would kind of piss me off if I blow an inner. That means I have to take the whole unit bearing out, which is like 20 minutes worth of work. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. Exactly. Minutes. Yeah. Um, Jason, at this point, I've got another set of shafts with the unit bearings already on them. So, like, if anything breaks, you just swap the unit bearing like an old school chair or like a Dana 30 would be. But I'm still too lazy uh, to yeah. want to do that. You know, there's a set of hubs, too. Yes. And just put the hubs on that. Uh... No, because it's have a have whole take... assembly, four bolts, change it around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, because then you have to take the wheel off, so it's actually less effort to fix the hub in the original unit bearing. Um, mm. I'm also that guy that runs the mile marker hubs because it's far cheaper to replace mile marker hubs than it is to replace the uh, shaft, you know? So that, oh, that that's what level me. I'm at. I need to get another spare hub. You want me to look at the junkyard when I'm there? No, I'll just buy another set of warns. Okay. Or maybe I'll just get slugs. I don't know. The reds might need slugs. We'll the see. reds probably deserve slugs. <laughs> Are you Keep actually? Mind, you can break a sl- you can break a slug too. Mm-hmm. Less likely than a warn hub, though. Oh, way less likely, but the possibility's <laughs> still there. <laughs> I have have no you doubt. seen someone break one? Because that's, it's not news yeah, to me, I have. but like, that's a rarity. We actually, we saw one. It. Somebody broke yep, one uh, at buddy a, of, sorry, you go. A buddy of mine broke one on um, double whammy down at S'more on the right line. Took a bad hop. When he came down, he shelled the ten and a half ring and pinion. Broke a Spicer 1550 stub shaft. And drove it. We pulled it back to camp with one wheel drive. Well, whenever he went to fix the thing, he went to put ball joint eliminators inside it. So he pulled both sides apart. And when he pulled the slug out, it was cracked in half. So it came out in two pieces. It was still pulling because it was all engaged in there, but it wouldn't go back together. That's nutty. It's a um, cool break. I'd love to experience that. I feel like that'd be fun to like pull it up and be like, oh shit. <laughs> cool when it's not your shit. That sounds yeah. like a yard sale. I'd be I don't I'd, I wouldn't be that mad, but I would I would be more impressed than anything, but it still sucks. That's a lot of parts to buy. <laughs> you ain't wrong there. So we covered the rig. We've talked about s'more a little bit. Where do you normally wheel? Because there's videos of you everywhere. It really just depends. We got Moonlight, which ain't a crazy big park. I mean, there's some tough stuff there, but ain't nothing too crazy. It's about 20 minutes down the road. You got Flat Nasty. That's about the two-hour mark. I don't care much for the place, but everyone's got their own opinion on it. And then it's more you're at two and a half hours, which goes back to why I'm not a fan of Flat Nasty. I'd rather drive the extra 30 minutes and go to S'more, because it's S'more. Mm-hmm. But over and above that, we got Pruitt Mountain, and there used to be a place nearby us called Washita, 
that that place was super cool. Um, the rocks down there had a ton of traction. It was just, it was a cool place, but it got bought out and it's like a, it's like a gun training place or something. They got like a three mile shooting range down through the woods now. Ooh. And you can still get in there if you know the right people and the timing works out, but it's a whole lot more scheduling. There's a lot more headache, but the possibility still there if you wanted to. But it'd be just a day trip for nine to five. Like you can't, it's not a full weekend place, nothing like that. Yeah, that by. crosses it off of our radar. Right. Um, Other than that, I've been to Disney. Rugged Mountain Ranch in Oklahoma, which I'll never go back to unless it's a negative 50 degrees out in the middle of winter because the <laughs> rattlesnakes down there are ridiculous. <laughs> that bad? Um, what are you afraid oh, of? A danger noodle? Come on. Oh, these things were like, we're standing in the parking lot around the cabins and they're flying out of the woods every which way coming up and striking your tires. Like, Jesus. What Jesus. the fuck? They're no, they're, they're no joke, and I don't like snakes to begin with. So, <laughs> if, if it tells you anything, we planned on wheeling for three days, and we came home on the third day, and nothing was broke. Oh, wow. yeah, because you didn't want to break, didn't want it to lay on the ground to fix it, have something crawl up your shorts. <laughs> I actually rolled over. I actually rolled over down there and had to do quite a bit of work to get back out of the woods. Jeez. <laughs> But other than that, I'm trying to think where all else I've been. Been to AOP naturally. I think I think AOP is my favorite park. I don't know. That's a tough one between S'more, but I've been to S'more so many times. I like going to AOP because it's somewhere new. Mm-hmm. I like AOP quite a bit. Um, AOP. The only problem I got with AOP is it's a coin toss what your weekend's going to be. If it's been dry for a week. <laughs> You're going to go everywhere in that park and like you're going to be playing around in the finger trails if you want to. If it's been wet, nah, you ain't going jack shit. Get fucked on a yep. blue. Like, yep. I've been there for both. Yeah, you were. Oh, you were at the meet and beat, weren't you? No, I didn't make it down for then. I. We were actually getting ready to go on strike for work, and I thought I was going to be off work, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to go down there. So I didn't bother taking off work or anything. Well, at the last minute, they got everything settled, and it wound up having to work. So I did not make it down. I wanted to, but it didn't happen. I thought you were at the one last year. But, no, all right. I didn't, know, I didn't know any of them last year. I met them mm. later on. Fair enough. It was a good time this year, but yeah, I mean, it rained, it sprinkled for like an hour, and the property was totally different for like, uh, probably the rest of that day. By the by night, it had, it had dried up, but the rest of that day, it was just slick. Just wasn't, uh, wasn't, <laughs> it was totally different park, and from like a tiny bit of rain, like barely raining, like a misting at most. Yeah, last time I went there, last time I went there, it had rained for five days straight. That's where Trail Forty One kicked my fucking ass. <laughs> and you know it's bad when Trail Forty One's kicking my ass. Yeah, ain't that a green? Are you having trouble That's with a greens, blue. Luke? Ah, I don't know about <laughs> that. Jeez, yeah, here struggling on greens. What a guy. 
Yeah, I mean, you've seen me struggle on greens before, but that was on Patagonia's. Yeah, at so least you I had get an excuse. excuse. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you been to Harlan yet? No, I've actually had like three trips planned to Harlan, and every time something has happened and it's falling through. Whether it be weather, somebody in the group getting hurt, backing out, or just things not working out. Fingers right. crossed, supposed to go there Thanksgiving, but I'll believe it when I see it because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> it's Not a, too bad. It's a good, uh, it's a good park. Definitely worth going to. Um, a lot less rocks than I was expecting, but uh, the obstacles and rocks and stuff that they do have are are pretty fun. And with a with a V eight, you could definitely get around easier than. Uh, than we could in some areas. Yeah, we were overheating going up the main entrance trail. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Isn't that where you blew your things. you got to the top and you, you melted the clutch line? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep, that I felt so off. bad. You it was like one thing after another for you on that it trip. It didn't stop that weekend and like I might have liked the park more because like I don't think it's a secret at this point that I'm not the biggest fan of Harlan. Um, I might have liked it more if my trip there had gone better, but like we also hit it. It was it had been pouring down rain, like yeah, after that's that first true. day or something. It, it had been raining pretty hard, um, and your trip was stunted early, and so was mine. It was literally just us watching Colin and Curtis wheel <laughs> most of the time. Which to be is fair. fucked up. Your trip almost got stunted very early before you even got there. So, you know, the the, the morale was low before you even showed up. Yeah, I mean the, <laughs> the, the signs of a of a bad time were there from twenty minutes out. <laughs> it's fine. It was uh, I still reference a lot of shit from that trip. It was a good time overall when you look at the big picture. But when I think yeah. about like how my rig did or Luke's rig did, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got Curtis. I don't know if you know Curtis Barons. I figure you might because you're both Flatlanders. Um, we got him convinced to roll his shit on railbed, so that was like a good time. Um, all it takes is calling him a pussy and telling him to hit it in second gear, double low. See, <laughs> like that. I think Harlan is part of why he back halved his was because the. I mean, we. Going through Lion's Den, he destroyed the back end of that thing, like caved it in. Uh, the bumper was kind of, I think it was in better shape before. Like everything, it just compacted the whole back of the rig. <laughs> it was. Speaking of so, that, is, is he coming out to Good Evening Ranch? Yes. Oh, Curtis? Good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Curtis will be there. It because he's actually uh, going to a trip. <laughs> Jason, you coming to Good Evening? Because I know you mentioned you might be. I'm going to try. We'll, we'll see how things play out, but I'm going to try. It's on my list of things I want to do, and it's a holiday weekend, so I might be able to make it happen. The only thing I'm going to warn you is it's going to be a traffic jam at this point. Yeah. Well, that sounds about like every trip. <laughs> okay. As yeah, long as you're aware. Um. We've got dudes coming down from like F and F and we have trail trash guys coming up. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. Um, 
And we've got the Waltz Crawler boys and the Runs Prime Racing boys coming out too. How are they for night wheeling? Can you night wheel there? Yep. Dude, you can night wheel there until the sun comes up. And then it'll be called day wheeling. That's the biggest downfall of S'more is the trails closing at midnight. I agree. It doesn't really make sense either. Like, you can't really get into like more trouble between than you already are. You can get into all that trouble before midnight, and then you're just screwed. Uh, it just seems like an odd rule, but it's an excellent oh. park, despite that. Yeah, I'm definitely going back. Um, if Waltz does their Memorial Day thing again, I will definitely be there. Because that was just a good time. <laughs> I'm trying to talk trail trash and all of them to come up that same weekend because that's usually about the best weekend to come up because usually not too crazy hot yet. It's early enough in the spring. Yep. And then they're open the extra day being Memorial weekend. The only thing I don't like there is the fucking dust. I never understood oh, chase bars. Now I understand chase bars. There's ways to avoid the dust. Be ahead of everybody else. Well, that's one option or two, but op- option number two is kind of risky because depends on your rig, how well it handles bumps. But the quickest way, if, if you're at Copperhead, Pee Wee's Crossing's down there, if you follow that creek all the way to the top, that's the quickest way, but you got to have a semi-decent riding rig and you run the risk of and running into a bunch of mall crawlers at that point. So it depends on the time of day. Makes sense. There was definitely a certain mall crawler vibe there. Um, Graham's rig went down, and we got to discover... Uh, I, forget, I keep forgetting the name of that hill, but um, one of the trails back uh, there, we rocker, went up... Rocker Knocker had a, was a yeah. bunch of stuff that we were hitting. We hit there. Rocker Knocker because we got blocked in by mall crawlers, and then we went up Wagoneer Hill. Wagoneer Hill's a good time. Yep. Dude, Wagoneer Hill is a great fucking time. Puppy Liquor's a fun one, too. One day, you guys graduate to, one day you guys will graduate to the easy trails like Tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Tombstone? Somebody talked about that one. There ain't I'm not sure. Going up I, I can't make it. I've tried. <laughs> that's, a tough, that's a tough hill. <laughs> so yeah. You're giving me shit when you're not even running that. <laughs> I, I, I put tires on it, but it ain't happened yet. I'll put tire on anything. It doesn't mean I'm going up it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you ever make it up to Roush, you have to put tire on V Notch because Graham won't ever let me live down the fact that I didn't put tire on Oh, yeah, you were being a giant baby and you could have made it. I would have made it had my leaf spring not decided to just totally. didn't even die. I was kind of pissed that I pulled off the obstacle because everybody. It just. It sounded really bad, but the main leaf was still intact. So. Uh, uh, Graham, I don't. You weren't in the Jeep, but the body side mount was acting like a shackle. Oh, yeah, um, well, that's, that was for a whole different reason. It was probably helping me. Uh, it might have been helping you and all, but, like, that's one of those things where you see that and you call that out because a normal person is not going to drop the clutch on that. <laughs> I forget that you're acoustic, 
beyond <laughs> belief, and we'll drop the clutch on that because you don't care. Hey, I'll let you. I'll have you know that that uh that mount lasted a whole nother trip at Field and Forest before I had to change it out. So <laughs> it, would, it would have been fine. So Jason, he basically built a shackle that went into the factory Cherokee leaf spring mount and was welded on. And the thing was acting like a shackle on the factory mount, just ripping the factory mount up and down. And the only thing holding it in was the floor. Jeez. <laughs> uh, and like the- I'm, shocked it, I'm shocked it even lasted one trip. <laughs> it lasted way too many for... It lasted that whole year. <laughs> It was the worst thing it was he's a, ever done. It wasn't a shackle. It was a last. It was like three in the morning, and we were going. We were going to AOP, so um, I needed to stretch the rear. And I was talking with. Uh, I'm going to throw John from Trail Trash under the bus because he's the one who sort of gave me the idea. Because uh, that's what he had on his rig was just this. He extended the the front leaf mount back with just a bracket that moved it back about five inches is what I needed, five, six inches. Uh, so I just built that thing up in a couple hours uh, and slapped them in there and welded it to the, the factory mount and, you know, didn't really think anything of it. It wasn't braced to the, the unibody frame at all. It was just mounted to the sheet metal bracket. It was welded to that, bolted through to that. So it was bolted and welded, but... It's still too much leverage on that spot, so eventually it just turned into a shackle, and it was just pivoting on the you know the nut cert thing in there. That's uh, that's in. but it's all tied to the floor, so it just ripped chunks of my floor out at the same time. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was pretty interesting. I just yeah, realized I was muted. I've chalked so many fucking times and my mic was muted. <laughs> you didn't have the little muted logo either. So like we were just wondering if you'd checked out of the conversation or not. <laughs> no, bro. Like... I literally rested my nose on my fucking mic and at the top is the mute and like you could barely touch it. You could just like put a hair onto it and it fucking mutes it. I'm like da 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 and I'm like, ah oh, man, maybe they just didn't hear me. I don't know. <laughs> just completely ignoring you. Oh man, what a fucking mess. But alrighty, I'll ask you my uh, my standard question. Seems that you uh, have always gone for the big and bad, so it'll be an interesting one to hear from you. So for some of the people who listen are not on huge 43-inch stickies or on one tons and whatnot, but for some of these smaller people, what is your favorite DOT tire and what is the absolute worst DOT tire for off-roading? Well, whenever I still had my Cherokee right before I got rid of it, I, off-roading, I have only ever ran one tire that was not a Swamper. And I bought a set of blue blue label crawlers for the Cherokee. They were a 35, and they ran big for a 35. And I don't even know if you can still get a blue label. Like I really don't know. But I'm pretty sure them you can. things flat. Them things flat hooked up. They were a 33, 1350 by 15, and they were a square tire. And they did amazing on it. They they were a square tire. Yeah, they were like a they really were pretty wide, damn square. They're like a really wide traction pad, is what he's getting at. It's like it's a very yeah. flat. Where like the SXs are kind of like a balloon esque, you know, where they have almost like a like a dirt bike. What'd you say? It's a gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Interesting. Uh, I've 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 heard the other side of the coin, but it's probably just from really old shitty blue labels. Um, 
they get pretty Yeah, hard. I don't know. <laughs> I, could, I could see that this was a fairly fresh set. I didn't buy them brand new. Some guy bought them in local and put them on a, like a CJ7 show Jeep mm-hmm. and drove them up and down the road a couple times, and they were too noisy for him. He couldn't get them balanced out right. So Jeez. I got them cheap for it. that reason. And far as the worst tire, I mean, it's pretty unanimous. It's Patagonia. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it ain't it ain't it ain't far from a Mickey Thompson. Mickey Thompson's right up there with him. But I'm gonna say Patagonia. <laughs> I I'll take that shot just because like I don't have anything to rebuff it with yet. But like we'll we'll have that conversation after the uh, weekend in West Virginia. We'll see where we're what we're feeling then. I've I've seen Mickey Thompson show out, but I've seen him get stuck on flat ground too. So, <laughs> well, it I sounds guarantee like you, I will be move. stuck on flat ground at least once this weekend, and it's not going to be the Jeep's fault. What's it going to be? His drunk. Whoa, uh, you! I do that sober. I don't do that drunk. Oh, I was thinking you you were going to be stuck on flat ground because you were drunk, not necessarily in the vehicle. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, that that is a possibility too. I'm not going to deny that that might happen that weekend, uh, especially Friday night, because um, I don't really plan on wheeling that much Friday night. So I'll probably be by the fire drinking. Um, but yeah, no, the Jeep's going to get stuck someplace stupid because I'm going to be a jackass and get it stuck. That's just the way it's been going lately, at least once. A trip. That's the way you are. Yeah. <laughs> you also. Uh, like pioneering the the crappy tires, so I mean, Jason might be onto something here. Oh the, uh, no! Don't Vikings. put that bad juju on him, man. Come <laughs> on! Oh, jeez! I really hope not for your sake, Luke, because it will look really upsetting when somebody on some like thirty fives pass you again. Okay, you can't let or that some, happen. Or some, uh, I I don't know. What do you? I got those shitty. When did those? Probably like twenty eleven red labels. If you consider the the rims, I probably got them for a thousand bucks, for just the tires. Uh, it'd be a damn shame if those things beat you. Well, of course they're gonna. Don't we? <laughs> like, we know that. We know that the red labels are gonna be better. But, no, like... I have to put them on. <laughs> yeah, you don't have an excuse. If you uh, if you don't put them on, that's just weird. What are you doing? Come on, buddy. Yeah. It's not like you're driving it down there. No, but I. Do enjoy driving it on the road and changing getting those red labels off the rim is what sucks. Putting them on is easy. Taking them off sucks. So then just run a fucking spacer. Buy me beer and I'll come help out. We'll just go chill at the shop. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just see. employ we'll RJ and I'm gonna I'm gonna Buckley. need a bunch of help because I need to put that motor in and do a lot of other things too. So uh and get it over there. It still doesn't run. Why'd you think it's a shop an hour away? See, now you just make it difficult for me to want. It's not an hour away; it's half an hour away. Mm, mm, okay, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll clock well, it. You, mean, you don't just walk out. You just don't walk through the backyard to the shop. Nope, nope. I don't have a backyard shop. <laughs> I have an apartment, <laughs> so we have to pay extra for shop space. By the way, I am jealous of your shop setup. That looks pretty sweet. You've got, what, two lifts in there? No, there's just one lift. I thought you were going to say that's in your backyard, though? Yeah, well, it's it's in my dad's backyard. 
It's not mine, Same but difference. I get free use of it, so. There you go. Can't argue. Oh, yeah. It's 70 by 32, air-conditioned, heated, climate-controlled. Damn. Yeah, that's just cheating. Like, I mean, I get why you have cool shit now. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, make cool shit in a driveway. Oh, uh, you can make cool shit in a driveway, but that's like playing the game on expert mode. That ain't the same as fucking having a seventy by thirty-two. That just that's like perfect. Fire up the AC, go fire up the fucking welder, drink a cup of coffee, and get to it. Correct me where I'm still wrong. Gotta ha- you still gotta have the know-how. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. And the drive. I mean, you can have all that space and not want to work on shit. <laughs> That's no kidding. I've seen a lot of people find that out over the years. You can have as much crap as you want, but you got to have the motivation. You got to have the self motivation to get up and do it. Yeah, that ain't you ain't kidding about that. Um, if you're, if you're motivated, a, a lot easier to have that motivation when you can be comfortable. You say that, but it it can vary, right? Uh, Oh, there's there's a lot of times I don't want to work down here, but I know I have to. So just because you're comfortable, don't mean you have the motivation. Yep, yep. I didn't say that if you're comfortable, you got motivation. I said it's a lot easier to have the motivation when you can be comfortable. I agree to that. It helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. But um, oh god, I just shoot. Anyways, anyways, so you've wheeled with a lot of people. Who would you say is the most, like, absolute greatest time to wheel with? Like, one person. If you have to choose of all the different people you wheel with. This is a new question. Well, that's, per- that's pretty easy. I mean, it's not a smart answer, but my buddy Ethan Koenig. Every time I'm wheeling with him, especially if he rides with me, something bad happens. But he's <laughs> a blast to wheel with. What is those he riding? Guys, those people are always great. <laughs> <laughs> I can count on the number, I can count pretty easily on past one hand every time he's rode with me, something bad's happened, starting with the roll off a copperhead. (laughs) All the way up until the point at, we were at AOP for, we were down there Memorial Weekend last year, and we were on George Winters, and it was rainy, it was muddy, and I watched Dwight struggle on it, so I'm like, well, I ain't going to sit here and take all the time to struggle, so I backed up and hit it in second gear and hit a rock somewhere hard enough with the passenger front tire that it ripped the steering wheel out of my hand, broke the high steer arm off the knuckle, bent a KMC, and popped the tire. Oh, damn. That's a big rock. (laughs) Yeah, AOP does have some big rocks. Um, that sounds like a nightmare. Now, do you, so that actually brought up a question. Do you have a load reactive orbital or is it like one of the, uh, fixed rate orbitals? So at that time it was a fixed rate. Damn. I recently put a load reactive orbital on it and I'm honestly not a fan of it. Really? What? It's uh... not so bad. It's not so bad, but whenever I first put it on there, I didn't care much for it. What did you notice as a difference between the two? The self-centering. I'm not a fan. Whenever you're up on a hill or just driving around, as soon as you let go of the steering wheel, it goes back to center. And I'm, It just wasn't what I was used to. I wheeled the thing for so long with the other style orbital. Whenever I changed it 
four months ago. It's just different. Okay. So it's not like a massive con that you found. It's just different no, from what you're used just, to. It's just personal preference is all it is. Okay. There's, I only ask. Not a like... good... Sorry, go ahead. There's not a personal preference. It's just whatever you're used to. Yeah. No good or bad. Because I'm in the process of the Cherokee is getting full hydro. Um before I go to Stony Lonesome in Alabama in October. Just, you know, it's one of those things where I've been putting it off. I don't have the time to do it before I go to Good Evening Ranch and, like, do it right and do it how I want to do it. So, um, I'll do it after. You know what I mean? But... I really wanted to go with a load reactive orbital because I do still street drive the Jeep. And uh, I figured that made more sense to have in something that would go down the road every once in a while. I don't it like street driving fully, far. Fully, de fully depends on what you're used to because I street drove, which whenever I say street drove, it was when it was snowing and I was playing around in the snow. But it's just a matter of what you get used to is all it is. If you're used to driving it with a non-load reactive, it's not hard to do. Okay. It just takes a feel for it. So if there or what is one of the biggest regrets you have on your Cherokee? Or not Cherokee. Wow, I'm sorry. You can tell we've talked to enough Cherokee people. What's one of the biggest regrets you have on your YJ? I got three of them. One, front halfing it while the four liter was still in it was a mistake because I could have done a lot of things different with the V8 in there. Mm -hmm. Two, I wish I would have LJ stretched it. And three, I wish I would have boat sided it. So the, that's all reasonable. Are you ever going to go back and boat side it? Or is it kind of like set how it is now and you're kind of at a point where it's not worth it? Boat siding it has crossed my mind more than it should. But it will be a nightmare to do if I ever do it. Makes sense. That's kind of where I'm at with the current rocker panel set up on my Cherokee. It could have been done higher and better, but it's there and it works. So I'm too lazy to cut it off. And it's a pain in the un undoing work you've done is is honestly can suck more than doing new work to something. Yeah, depending on how integrated it is to everything too. Actually, you know. Sorry, go ahead. If you've seen how much armor and plate that's on the tub of my Jeep, as well as how the sliders are tied into the frame and my link mounts are tied to it, and it's tied into the cage, and I can't even think to begin where to start cutting the boat side. And that's why it ain't happened. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's fair. I was just about to say, now that I said that, there ain't no way that that would ever happen because my link mount cross member is fully tied into my slider now. So, like, I'd have to cut out all that work that just got done. And that that's not on the radar. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd have to cut I'd have to, page. I'd have to cut everything off. Like, two, all the two work, uh, pretty much. I'd, you could keep the cage, but I'd, I, there's things I'd want to change on that if I was going that far anyways. It's just all that adds up. Just mm -hmm. the foundation for so much shit. What would you change on your cage? 
Me? Yeah, you. No, I mean, I would just, you know, that was the first first tube work I'd ever done was that. Uh, and it came out okay, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot say, of I stuff like I gauge. don't like. There's not a lot of stuff I don't like about it. There's just stuff I would do better, right? Um, and, you know, ways I would change, yeah, especially the halo and whatnot. And um, uh, even the front section I just did, like, I, I like it, but I'm not super happy with some bits of it. Like, I I just... <laughs> it's It's been in the back of my mind since I did that. That was like, I, I want to redo all the tube work on it. But at that point, I'm starting a new Jeep. So it probably is just going to stay as it is until it gets really bad. And then we'll see what happens uh, down the line with it. I mean, I don't I don't think... What Curtis did with his back half, as much as I hate to give Curtis credit, it looks pretty good. So I imagine at some point mine will end up in a similar spot, but I don't want to think about that because that, I don't know. I think that looks ugly. I like it looking like a full Cherokee still because it's just funnier. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just little things here and there. Nitpicks really more than anything. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, so I think we're kind of slowing down now. Uh, anyone got any last questions I have one I do have one for how you drive this thing why haven't you just you know stripped it down of its parts and gone like full bouncer I know it kind of already is but building something that can kind of take a few more tumbles rather than working with a YJ body around it well other than money obviously it still fits a full top and doors. The heater works. So if the weather's crappy or it's snowing, it's still a full enclosed cab. Mm, and I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh yeah, That's a, that's yeah, a great still, answer. It still fits a full top and doors. And as well as you see a full body Jeep go up something that it's a bouncer hill. It's a lot cooler than a bouncer going up it that's supposed to go up it. Yes. That is true. It's Any probably... questions for us, Jason? Uh, I don't believe so, other than whenever the Mickey Thompson guy is going to wise up. <laughs> uh, that ain't going to happen. I just bought them. So. <laughs> uh, if you don't know Luke, he'll never wise up, and he'll never follow the mold, even I... though it sometimes hurts him. <laughs> no, no, Graham, you can't exactly say that. He He was praising the Patagonia so much. When he first oh, got no. it. Oh no. Oh no. And it took like three trips before he was motherfucking them. <laughs> and it was like a few trips later they were gone. Richie coming out with the the hot scoop here. <laughs> you know, I wish those days didn't happen where I was praising Patagonias, because like they do go down the road nice. Um in your defense, you had them pretty early on. That was before they got, you know, way Dang, priced up uh -huh. because everybody was buying them. It was yeah. still fairly... It was a new tire. Nobody really knew what they were going to do. But, yeah, it still is funny to think about. Because <laughs> now, now we just shit on them constantly. <laughs> At least once an episode, they get made fun of. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, it is true, though. I'm not going to ever be the uh, perfect, like... 
I'm always going to be the square getting pushed into the circular mold. Um, it, it, I do weird things, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> a, lot Even though it, try to re- a lot of people try to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Yeah, Luke is a wheel inventor, uh, but they come out square sometimes. Yeah, and it's okay when they do, and when they don't. <laughs> I learn something every time I do something. That's fair. And I've learned a lot more through being a jackass than I've learned through building everything the same way that everyone else does. Now, don't go and do what I've done on a lot of different things, but like I personally like my roll cage still, and I will not ever say that uh, that's one of those things where like I don't wish I had done it different, and I'm still very happy with it. So... Maybe the C pillar I would have done differently, but other than that, I'm like super content with it. I wanted to get it to sit low on the body, and I got it to sit low on the body. But on that note, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna wheel in the flatlands, you've probably seen Jason, and you know that he likes to hit the uh, skinny pedal. So you know, bring a spare RCV for him. He's probably going to need it. He'll probably (laughs) even thank you. Um, And, you know, if you're going to be an idiot, you got to be tough.